Welcome to the Own Your Life podcast, a podcast about owning our shit, turning struggles into strength, and rising up. I'm your hostess, Bree, and this is the place to be if you're tired of going through the motions, need some quick inspo, and are ready to live on purpose. Hey, hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back time and again, and for sharing this with your friends. I really appreciate it. I ask nothing in the way of selling you anything or wanting anything except for you to share any of these episodes with somebody you love and know may need the message. So today I've been thinking about this and I thought, well, this is a story to tell. This is some wisdom to impart. And so we're going to go for it. It's maybe a catchy, unpopular idea of how to leave a relationship that's not right for you. So I come to this with, unfortunately, some significant experience being that I have dated an array of types, if you will, over the past 10 plus years. And moreover, I've been engaged and not married. So let's start there. (laughs) Go back to episode one if you need to know why I am in my mid-30s and with cats, one child, and no husband. (laughs) Um, I joke about it, and honestly, I'm, I'm more content with it now than I have ever been before, especially in my mid to late 20s. I was really like, what the fuck? Why am I not married? I... I felt like I was a 10. I'm like, I don't understand this. There are like people who are already getting divorced, like people I knew from school. And I was kind of bitter about it. But the whole overarching theme is when you work harder on yourself than you do on anybody else or anything else, when you're committed to your own personal growth, things really do just kind of fall in line and you can relax into who you are supposed to be, who you were called to show up as, and your your vision, your goal, and, and what really is bringing you peace and happiness in life. So, In 2012, I believe, yes, 2012, I met a boy. He was kind of cute. I was working two jobs because I um, still wasn't finished with my own criminal bullshit. So I was um, working in the service industry and I was tending an Irish pub and I was like, oh, he's cute. And then I come to find out it was one of my friend's brother and was like, oh, okay, well, this is very timely and whatever. So the course of events unfolded as you would expect. And we began dating and, um, I, in hindsight, I really enjoyed him because he paid attention to me and I hadn't really been paid attention to by an eligible bachelor. Um, I had a little fling with an over the road trucker and that, you know, obviously is not sustainable. So (laughs) that had happened before this guy came along and I got flowers at work and I was just kind of sucked in from then. And still being young and not having evaluated who I was, what I stood for, what I wanted, what my deal breakers were, you know, none of that. Um, Everything that ensued from that relationship with this guy um, was kind of reactive instead of proactive. And throughout the years, I've really learned how to flip that around. So anyways... Um, we kind of fast-tracked it. I really, I was just so hungry for commitment. And honestly, I felt like I was dad shopping for Jude because it was pretty, pretty new that we had learned that Jay's sentence would be what it is. Um, 
three consecutive 10-year sentences with 70% mandatory minimum. So that is a mandatory minimum of 21 years. Um, listen to the last episode for his, his perspective, his vantage point of his time away. And listen to the first episode in this podcast for my perspective of his time away. So anyways, I really did feel like I was just kind of dad shopping for my toddler because you know, I didn't plan on having a baby. Obviously, I didn't plan on my love of my life confessing to multiple bank robberies. Like everything in my 20s was like, uh, I didn't plan this. And so here I was. And this guy was sending me flowers and calling me up and flirting with me and and telling me nice things. And um, I don't want to discredit our relationship entirely because I think we did have fun and I think we liked the idea of each other and we wanted a sense of normalcy. He had a daughter and um, he was also never married and, and had some rough, you know, romantic history. And I think we both just really wanted that kind of picturesque life, but couldn't see past the fact that we were not at all right for each other. So Time went on and we ended up moving in together and I consolidated my my house wares and all that business. And so you might be like, well, good for you. Like that's dumb. But honestly, when you when you decide to merge lives like that, even if you're not married yet, even if it seems really low-key, like you are dispensing and um, you know, reallocating things and getting rid of some things. And, and so it becomes a trust, a trust fall, really. Um, you're like, well, if I leave, I mean, I just gave up my couch and my bed. So I would start at zero. And um, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. So I guess my cautionary tale, if I were to give advice to like my younger siblings or a friend who's significantly younger or in a different space in life, and you came to me and you're like, Brie, I'm thinking about moving in with my boyfriend or my girlfriend, whatever. I just tell you that. Like, okay. I know it seems like, you know, it's not as permanent as marriage. No, it's not. But it is a thing. Like, when you get rid of some of your possessions and you trust that the other person will, you know, fill in those gaps and, like, be there to catch you and that kind of stuff. And if it doesn't work out, just know that, you know, you've done this now. <laughs> and I don't mean to sound jaded, but truly. It's just something to consider. So uh, we ended up in Gatlinburg, Tennessee during the spring months of 2013. And I had actually already wrecked the surprise. Like I already knew he was going to propose. I figured he was going to, but then uh, with some snooping around, I knew he was. And I go back in time and I'm like, if I could change one series of events. I think it would be this one because we were at the top of, um, I wouldn't say it was a mountain. I don't know. Who cares? Geography, whatever. But we were near a waterfall and he did propose and I like didn't feel anything really. And that makes me sad for him because he deserved better. Like that's really shitty of me to say yes and, and be like, yeah, but maybe not. Knowing that right away. Um, I haven't always been brave or mm, ready to face hard things or 
even willing to self-examine. I have not always been that way. So I said yes, because it just felt like the next thing to do. Even though at this point in the relationship, I was kind of like bitching and moaning about some things that were like a recurring theme. And so um, some some reevaluation really was warranted. But I said yes. And then um, we went along, went along with things. I graduated from nursing school in um, October of that year. And I look at pictures now and I can just look at my eyes and tell how unhappy I was. Things were just getting really stressful. There were a lot of communication issues and, um, you know, I wasn't effectively communicating and my expectations were on one end of the spectrum, whereas his were on another end and we just were not very nice to each other, honestly. So I pushed back my wedding date um, at least once, maybe twice. And I remember like people wanting to go, I went to like a bridal show or an expo or whatever. And I was like, I'd rather be napping. Like <laughs> just didn't even want to put any thought or real effort into planning this wedding because deep, deep down, I knew that it wasn't going to happen. So things unraveled pretty quickly and it got really messy, really ugly. And um, for that, I'm regretful. Our kids had enough emotional stress just being children alone and then to add our bullshit on top of it really is not fair to them. So, um, you know, I've, I've forgiven myself for that, but I I'll own my shit there. Like, Oh my gosh, there were so many things and occasions and fights and whatever. And the way I made my exit was really trashy. (laughs) Like, like, um, what is it? Gretchen Wilson who sings redneck woman. Like, it's kind of like that. Like I, I was really kind of in survival mode, if you will. And that's not an excuse. It's just that I had been, I'd become so numb to everything. I was so unhappy. I was so, um, just emotionally like on all the time because I was just either waiting for a fight or trying to recover from a fight. And then, um, I was drinking and making a complete ass of myself during this and then, and just not making myself proud at all. So it just got to the point where it was like, I knew I needed to leave, but I didn't know where I was going to get the actual courage to do so. And it just kind of came down to this, like this one last fight where I was like, oh my God, I need rehab because I was drunk and I completely lashed out at him and punched him. And then I felt so disgusting and so awful. And like, I probably did need rehab then, but the catalyst to all of this rage and whatever um, was our underlying truth that we just didn't belong together. So in late February of 2014, I finally left and it was just this like fight or flight thing. I was just gathering up all kinds of like, I took the bed and the couch and just shit. I just took a whole bunch of stuff that I needed to begin anew and things that I had, you know, lost or got rid of when I decided to merge households with him. So again, shitty. And I guess here, my little um, pearl of wisdom for anybody, especially women, when you do decide to combine households, make sure you have the funds to stand alone. Like unless, unless you're married, unless you're a hundred percent, you've signed 
on the dotted line, like have something so where you're not, you know, you're not clawing your way out, if that makes sense. Like if I could go back in time, if I had bypassed the the proposal and still said yes, if I would go back in time to this point, I would have had enough money in my savings account that I didn't need his shit. I didn't need to depend on any of that, uh, no matter how justified I felt at the time in taking what I took. So again, another moment where I was like reactive, didn't make myself proud, whatever. So I did. I finally got out. And you would think that after that, I would get like super, um, super serious and um, honest with myself about what I wanted and what I expected, but I didn't. I continued to date people who were not matched for me. And again, hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's always about looking for the lesson and filling the void. So I have had other relationships where I've, I've tried too long to make something work. And I have um, ultimately not succeeded at that. So throughout the years, I, I've become more clear on, on what I want and also what I bring to the table. And I feel like every relationship is just an opportunity for you to grow and evaluate, learn something. Um, I recently wrote an open letter to the people of my past. And and I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, every person comes into your life either for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And some can be more than one thing, you know, a reason and a lifetime or a season and a reason or whatnot. But knowing and approaching relationships, knowing that somebody is bound to teach you something or you're going to learn about yourself or you're going to grow kind of helps with when they don't work out or when it's time for them to be done. Um, I recently parted ways with somebody that I had, I had a lot of fun with, but I just had to listen to this tug of my intuition with, um, just something didn't feel quite right. And I just felt like my energy wasn't as vibrant as it was without this person in my life. And I, um, I just wasn't in the right spot for that. And, and I owned it. And instead of stringing him along and instead of dragging it out, I just let him know, like, I need a break. And we, I don't know, you tell me, I feel like break means breakup. I always said that when I was um, in my late teens and 20s, like, it just, if you're going to take a break, you're breaking up, right? I don't know. I have never been successfully like reunited except for <laughs> with Jay, but he's like still in prison. So does that even count? I don't know. Um, the point is I, I was assertive enough to say this, this is no longer fun. This is more of a stress than it is fun for me. And also risk and benefit and looking at things, um, outcomes that you could guess outcomes that would be predictable or not. Like, do I want this? long-term? Am I willing to put in the work for this long-term, etc.? And I was like, you know, I'm sorry. It wouldn't be fair to you for me to like string you along and say, yeah, this is great and talk about the future and not really have my heart in it. Like I've already done that once. And so it kind of goes back to the thing of, um, I tell my son, you know, a mistake is really only a mistake if you make it once. But if you keep doing that thing over and over again, you're clearly not learning the lesson. So I, 
I have become more self-aware, I guess. I have become willing to have the hard conversations. And I'll tell you, I actually like erratically broke up with this guy once. And then we talked things through and it was kind of, it was this process of evolution for me. Um, learning that I don't want to be reactive in making a decision, especially romantically. Like it seems like this most recent relationship was so embellished with lessons and ahas and just things to point me in the right direction and, and maybe things to kind of wake me up about myself. And it's funny because I kind of feel like I have other things, other areas in my life and my personal growth kind of like mastered. Then I got into dating and with this relationship last fall and it was just like, oh my gosh, like I haven't done this forever. I was kind of awkward about it. Like I'm, I almost approached it like a business deal. <laughs> and it's just funny um, how you think you have things kind of going for you or you're like, oh yeah, this is good. I'm like on the road to enlightenment. And then a new situation or relationship pops up and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what the hell I'm doing at all. And um, it, it just was. So Gabby Bernstein says detours are obstacles in the right direction. And I fully believe that. So take, take the approach with your relationships. Obviously, be respectful. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Come at it from your heart. Absolutely. Be present in these moments. But also know that relationships can be universal assignments. And they can simply be put in your path to teach you something, to wake you up about something, to... to Maybe you are a part of somebody else's universal assignment and it, is, it isn't even about you. But knowing that we're all connected and that life really is just one big entanglement of lessons will help you to move past things that maybe hurt or uncomfortable or awkward. And that has definitely helped me. I, I am okay with the fact that, you know, we spent the holidays together and that was really fun and, and now we're apart. And I hope that he's okay with that too, on the whole. I know it wasn't his idea to take a break, but the it's almost an art and a science of finding your gumption when it's time to be done with a relationship. It's cowardly to lead somebody on. It's a disservice to you to keep pretending because really what you do is you start to shrink and you don't get to be vibrantly yourself. And that is a travesty. Like the world needs you and the world needs you to live your fullest and your truth. And when we're trying to just go with the flow or, um, you know, if we're going through the motions, then how in the hell can you be living on purpose? So, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I just know that this has been on my heart for a while and I wanted to share my, <laughs> my almost comical dating timeline. Whether they're really fast flings and people that I kind of try on for size and I'm like, oh, nope, 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 we are not the same person. Or people that, you know, really unpredictable people that I would date, like, yeah, it's fun for a minute, but it's just not lasting. Have fun in the moment, but know who you are, 
know what you stand for, know your deal breakers, and also be upfront about expectations in the beginning. But don't wear these things as a shield of armor and use it as a free pass for you to be an asshole either. Because I've also been there. Just so like, this is what I want. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Boom. It really is a two-way street. And you never know if you are feeling, if you are um, blocking something that could really develop into something great. So work harder on yourself than you do on other people. And I promise you that you will be a happier person. If you need resources about dating, don't ask. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there are plenty online, but I really like relationship type books like The Go-Giver. And no, it's not what you would think. It's not like women be a doormat. Um, not at all, but it just gives you some insight. Darren Hardy talks about his relationship with his wife and the compound effect actually. And that was, um, a surprising little anecdote, but it was good. So good. I think the more you learn about your own communication patterns, your own wounds, you can see how you displace things onto other people and how you have poor coping mechanisms maybe in times that get tough for you. So, I would absolutely recommend The Five Love Languages. I love that book. And it helps um, you, even with your children, even with other people in your life, understand that people show love in one way and receive love in a different way. And you might be feeling like you're just going, you know, just leaps and bounds trying to prove to this person that you really do care so much about them, but they don't receive it. It's like, Think of it as currency, like you're shopping in euros and their economy is in American dollars. You know what I mean? So that is definitely a resource I'd recommend. And then, of course, if you're in a committed relationship and you feel like you need more help sorting things out and you really want to do the work, please find a counselor or a therapist in your area and and invest in your relationship. Because if it's worth saving, it's worth investing in. I wish the best for you. I thank you for coming to hang out today. I hope you got some nuggets of wisdom out of this. And please share this with anybody you think might need to hear it. Have an amazing day and go live on purpose, baby. As Oprah says, your time is your most valuable resource, so thank you so much for listening. For more inspirational and empowering content like this, find me on Facebook, Instagram, and of course at BreeKloss.com. Live on purpose, and remember, the universe has your motherfucking back. <laughs>